Welcome to a special bonus episode of Food Processing's Food for Thought podcast. I'm your host, Erin Holstrom. Today, I'm sitting down with Carl Seidel, Marketing Director for Cablevay Conveyors. Cablevay Conveyors is a tubular drag conveyor manufacturer that has designed, engineered, and serviced enclosed cable and disc tube conveyors for almost 50 years and in more than 65 countries. In this episode, we're talking about conveyor systems and how Cablevay Conveyors works with manufacturers to ensure materials are moved from point A to point B in a safe, efficient, and clean way. Listen as we discuss the types of materials Cablevay Conveyors can handle, how the company helps manufacturers move materials in a clean and sanitized way, as well as how they work with processors to make sure everything will fit within the building envelope. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to this special bonus episode of the Food for Thought podcast. Thanks a lot, Erin. I appreciate the intro. It's great to have you on, and I really want to dive right in. Can you explain for me and the audience what Cablevay Conveyors specializes in? Sure. I'll do my best to explain. Uh, basically, Cablevay Conveyors are a... Uh, type of conveyor that is enclosed. So basically the conveyor uh, has a cable uh, that pulls discs inside of a tube. And we specialize in moving materials gently. So basically if you think of cashews or pecans or whole bean coffee, um, at Trader Joe's as an example, and you go to grab a package um, of cashews or pecans, you'll see that um, the ones that are whole are probably probably cost twice as much as the ones that are broken. And that's kind of an important distinction. And what makes Cable Bay stand out is that um, our conveyors are designed to move materials gently and avoid breakage. I can see from my research that the conveyor systems are ideal for delicate and fragile bulk materials. You kind of just mentioned that as well. Can you elaborate a little more? Uh, what kind of materials do these systems typically handle? Well, it's a good question. And it's an interesting one in that we're not, even though we're listed in the category of bulk conveyors, um, bulk conveyors don't really define why Cablebay stands out and why we're kind of a niche conveyor manufacturer within a niche. So we compete against a variety of different um, conveyors in our category, you know, ranging anywhere from augers to pneumatics to aeromechanical conveyors. And the reason that we stand out is because we specialize in moving materials that have greater value than what they originally started out at. 
So basically, if you have a hard coffee bean, a green bean as an example, and that green bean is difficult to break, well, soon you add value to it by roasting it. And once you roast it, it expands and it becomes fragile. So when you're moving it from, you know, basically your roaster to a degasser or from a degasser to a packaging line, um, if it's being broken, it is less valuable to the end consumer. So the same can be applied to a variety of, of things like roasted coffee, nuts, snack foods, crackers, potato chips, popcorn, pet food, um, etc. In other words, additional value has been put into these materials, um, which often defines the difference between uh, something that's uh, started out as a raw material but is now a specialty product because more value has been added to it because of the processes it's recently gone through. Roasting, baking, combining, blending, etc. For this next question, it's kind of a long one and it's a two-parter. Say I was a food processor with a very fragile material I needed to move from point A to point B. And I had a building footprint I couldn't really adjust to bring in a new system. Seems like I would need a conveyor system that could move around the equipment that I already have. First part is, is that something cable bay conveyors can help with? And also, can you explain how you work with processors to fit their conveying needs? I think that's a good set of questions, actually. Um, so is that something cable bay can help with? The best way that I can answer that is by saying that, um, you know, we have this tube, this, you know, actually when we talk about our conveyors, we talk about the tube diameter. And the tube diameter to some degree brings us to what uh, actual cubic weight can be conveyed inside of that cubic, inside of that diameter tube, that particular diameter tube. So let's say, for instance, we have a two-inch diameter tube, and that can move maybe just over 500 pounds of materials per hour, depending on the cubic weight of the material itself, whereas we also have an eight-inch version of that. Um, so if you need to move 80,000 pounds per hour, you choose an eight-inch conveyor. Uh, the point being that these are tubes that you can kind of snake along inside of your uh, facility um, you can be right up, almost right up to the ceiling with them because there's nothing above uh, that would conflict um, except for a hanger. In other words, you're going to hang the conveyor, the two-inch tube or the eight-inch tube, right under, underneath uh, your roof. So, you know, if that needed to be done and it needed to be snaked through um, a variety of lines or above or below or in between, that can be done and is often done because our systems operate on multiple planes. And because they operate on multiple planes, if we need to um, elevate a tube at a certain angle or we need to go around um, an obstruction, another machine, maybe another processing line, we can do that Rel with relative ease. In other words, if it's planned in advance, 
properly, um, our conveyors can fit in most processing environments. That sort of kind of explains um, how we work with processors to fit their conveying needs, although that's probably a much deeper question that's going to have to be answered on a case-by-case -case basis because our, our systems are all custom. So we have the basic components to begin with. In other words, we have a turnaround unit that has a sprocket. We have a drive unit that has a sprocket. Um, the drive unit will pull the cable and disk through the tube, and you'll have an empty side, and you'll have a side full of materials. So basically, if we're working with a processor and they're trying to define what's going to work best in their environment, um, you know, they're going to give us a plant layout. They're going to basically say, this is what I envision. And then either, either we'll agree or we'll disagree, but, but we'll try to get to the point where we agree on what is the best way to move this material from point A to point B. And, you know, once we arrive at some understanding of what that's going to look like, that gets drawn out. And um, once it's drawn out, it becomes easier, of course, to discuss, um, you know, what the system is going to look like inside of that plant and, of course, how much it's going to cost. Great explanation. Thank you. Food and product safety is always a huge concern for processors. How does one clean and sanitize cable bay conveyors, tubular drag conveyor systems? The easy explanation is that because we have an enclosed environment, um, we have control over how materials are uh, both um, entered into the system and purged from the system. So, you know, we have a variety of cleaning methods that include both dry and wet considerations. So if you have a system, or I should say, if you have materials that are, that are going to go through a system um, that you don't ever want to introduce anything uh, that's wet to, well, then we have dry systems that have uh, brushes and air knives um, to accommodate the cleaning of the system um, after materials pass through. In fact, we've had a number of um, systems which I think offer an advantage um, over competing systems because we have some simple methods that can be employed, especially with uh, conveying dry materials. So with conveying dry materials, you know, you're, you're always going to end up with a certain amount of fines, you know, just the stuff that's left over after you move the main material. So those fines um, automatically get swept through the system um, and, and basically swept out of the system each time the cable and disk go around uh, a circuit in the system. And we do that by using a urethane disk. So you have a urethane disk in there. It, 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 it acts a, a little bit like a pig in that it, it, it's a wider diameter than the tube itself. So it clears everything out because the, the urethane disk itself uh, comes through the system after every uh, go-round of any material that's being conveyed uh, during the process. So that's, that, that's one approach um, on the dry side. Um, we also have, have systems that, um, and everybody has their own sanitary 
level or level of sanitary or cleanliness that they might point to in their own system. Um, you know, that's, that's um, another subject entirely. But having said that, we do have systems, wet, system, wet clean systems that are considered clean in place. So basically we have these um, methods where we can send water and sanitizer and a septic cleaner through a system to clean it. I imagine, too, with such small particle sizes that dust explosions would be of concern. How can CableVay conveyors help reduce the likelihood of that happening? That's a good question, and um, we've tried to address that in a couple of different ways in terms of how uh, dust explosions occur. My understanding is that dust explosions occur uh, when you have enclosed systems that um, don't allow air uh, to circulate. So if there is something that triggers or ignites something within the system, whether it's a fragment or a fine or a particle of some type, it has the flame or or whatever is combusting has nowhere to go, so it will combust. Um, our systems actually have air going through them from start to finish because the oxygen doesn't build up. We can displace the oxygen using nitrogen if necessary, but more often than not, it's just going to be air flowing through our system. So it's not a sealed tight system like a pneumatic is an example. I, my understanding is that most dust explosions that we read about um, and that we have heard about in this industry are mostly um, occurring inside of facilities that are using pneumatic conveyors. And pneumatic conveyors are sealed. So they're, how do you displace the air to avoid a dust explosion inside of a sealed system? I think that's the question that you have to ask when you're talking about dust explosion. And I have never heard of a... Um, Cable Bay conveyor being involved in a dust explosion. If anyone would like any more information about Cable Bay conveyors or to learn more about what you and your team are doing, how can they get in contact with either you or Cable Bay, anyone from Cable Bay conveyors? Well, that's easy enough. Um, our reps are geographically based around the world. Um, the best and easiest way to initiate any kind of contact is to uh, send us an email, info at cablebay.com, or visit our site. Uh, that's www.cablevey.com. And um, if, if uh, you'd like to contact me personally, you're certainly welcome to. My name is Carl Seidel. So it's K-A-R-L dot Seidel, S-E-I-D-E-L, at cablevey.com. Great. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate you joining me today. It has been an absolute delight to talk to you and to learn more about Cablevay Conveyor's capabilities today. Thank you so much for joining me. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's special bonus episode of the Food for Thought podcast.